You're listening to the Courageous Creators podcast, season two, episode eight. Hi there, creative. I'm your host, Georgie, photographer, writer, and artist from country Australia. In 2020, I took a secondhand camera, built a successful creative business, and now I'm on a mission to help creatives everywhere find their courage and forge modern careers. This podcast is jam-packed full of resources and interviews from creatives who are living their dreams so you can learn, be inspired, and connect with other like-minded female-led businesses. Join me and let's bust the starving artist myth. Welcome to the Courageous Creatives Podcast. Hey there, creative. If you are a longtime listener of the podcast or it has kept you company on the road, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Let me know how it has helped you, helped your business. I love hearing from you, but also your support helps this show get out in such an amazing way and helps in more ways than you know. So thank you to those who have rated and reviewed the show already. And I'm looking forward to bringing you some great new content in this episode. Also for full transparency, as I do have my own small business and paid offerings, I will mention some of those in this episode. Hello creatives and welcome back to a new year for the podcast. There are so many big things ahead this year and I'm so, so busting to chat to you about all of them and some I'll be able to announce soon. But for starters, how are you all? How are you feeling going into business for 2023? Jump over to at Courageous Creators Podcast on Insta or send me an email to podcast at georginamorrison.com.au. I'd love to chat to you and I love getting your messages so much. So just know that that door is always open and I'm wishing you all big and exciting things for 2023. Next, this episode is a bit of a deviation from our regular structure with episodes. Uh, Normally I have a bit of a script of sorts. Um, That's not to say it's all 100% rehearsed, uh, but I do have that, I guess, formula of what I'm going to say, what I'm going to talk about. And rather, I think in this episode, it's a little bit of a ponder cast. I think I'm going to chat a bit generally about what's ahead this year, what sort of strategies that I'm taking into 2023. I think what's really funny is a lot of people are saying, and I think my dad actually said this the other day, that, um, oh great, it's February 1st, the year has actually started now. So I don't know about anyone else listening to this, but I always find January is a bit of a funny month, a bit of an in-between month. Um, It's certainly a month of establishing, I suppose, new habits or working out what lies ahead for you in the year, year ahead. And I always find I have a bit of an impatience with January. I think a lot of people lean into the quiet and that sort of limbo feeling of that first month of that time between Christmas, New Year and settling back into a new work year or kids going back to school. Um, I can't speak from experience on that front yet, um, but I definitely think that now that January is over, I really feel like I can sink my teeth into the year professionally and just making plans and and getting started on things. So yeah, anyway, but I'm having a bit of a different approach to business this year. And I think that 
I, I'd love to chat to you about a few of the revelations or lessons that I've learned, particularly over last year and perhaps things that I felt did work, didn't work. Um, and if you'd like to, I suppose, learn from these lessons uh, or even mistakes that I've made in the last year, then uh, yeah, feel free to comment on it, chat, chat to me, send an email or a DM and I love continuing the conversation with you. Uh, but anyway, so for starters, I think a few of the key things that I learned last year, I think number one was my admin and actually having more of a system um, and a dedicated schedule. I think that's probably a broader lesson that I've learned is having a schedule full stop but actually blocking out my weeks to include admins so I can stay on top of emails and stay on top of any other communications. And that also includes now uh, having allocated days for booking client discovery calls. I used to, I suppose, take calls before 12 p.m. on most days of the week, but now I'm being a little bit more strict about what days I am in that right mindset to be taking calls. So, uh, in many cases, let's say hypothetically, because um, I've got my calendar, I haven't got it in front of me, but really like I know that on, let's say Monday and Tuesday is that I am going to be taking calls anywhere between 9am and 12pm and that that is when I will be speaking to prospect clients or at least clients that have already booked in and I'm in the right main, in the right mind frame, sorry, to chat to them and obviously get a feel for those projects and what I can do for them. So just having that structure around my admin, knowing when I'm sitting down and I'm going to be answering emails. I think something I tried last year was really implementing strict business hours for myself because I found that I was getting really overwhelmed and I felt like I was always chasing my tail and missing messages or missing emails. So at least now I know that, for example, on a Monday where I will dedicate time to admin, that I will actually have that time to sit down and follow up emails because I am a classic for making a million lists. I'm a checklist person and I just need to make sure that I'm obviously ticking off everything on those lists as well. Second thing, one of the biggest things, uh, and if you do follow me on Instagram, you might have got a hint of this, is I am actually going into business with my partner Horvard this year, which is so exciting and and I suppose a little bit unusual for some people because I know that you know not all couples would probably like working together, but he and I are a bit of a dream team. We love working together. We're actually much more motivated and focused when we work together. And he uh, has a background of being a videographer and having studied film. So we were actually working together towards the end of last year and coming into that space of working as a team. Like a lot of the jobs that I ended up doing with photography uh, and videography towards the end of last year, he was coming with me. And that mainly came after one job I did, an event, and I was literally holding the gimbal in one hand uh, with the camera that was filming videography and then I was photographing in the other and it was only about a three-hour job at an event but I was completely wiped out afterwards I was so exhausted and and also I felt like I I know that I 
you know, provided a good product, but it wasn't probably the best that I could have done because I wasn't able to allocate uh, accordingly. So anyway, I learned that I, I can't always be a one man band. And since he and I made that decision in early January to work together this year, I can't even tell you the difference in my working days, my working weeks. Uh, I'm actually very excited and optimistic uh, about work instead of going into the week feeling really overwhelmed. So I'm very, very lucky to have his help. I know that a lot of people listening to this are still in that phase where they're, you know, they're working solo or that you have a business on your own, you're a solopreneur. So I obviously have great admiration and respect for everyone um, who's still juggling multiple hats. But I just felt that after a couple of years that I was really ready to to share that load with someone and and I'm just very lucky that he knows me back to front and and how my brain works and my working style and really like where I, you know, do get, I guess, overexcited or I get, you know, really anxious or I might get sort of quite, uh, you know, overwhelmed going into a work situation. He is the calm. Uh, and for anyone who's met Horvath in person, you'll you'll probably have gathered that. Um, so that will be a really exciting shift going into this year. And we are in the process of announcing, haven't announced on social media yet, but I will give you a little preview here. We are launching Scout Visual Co. That's our new business. And that has more of a focus on videography with travel videography, real estate and lifestyle, which may include the occasional wedding. We've done uh, quite a few weddings together towards the end of last year. So yeah, because the videography phase of my business just completely took off in the later half of last year. I still had lots of photography, but I think there was a real call out for videography in our region. So that's been really exciting and I'll fill you in more on that as you know, more information is ready to be uh, revealed and, and all of that. But I'll share those handles with you soon. Uh, but yeah, you're very privileged. You're some of the first to know. <laughs> um, and yeah, and that's very exciting. I'm very excited about that, um, especially because we've got some really exciting travel coming up as well. Um, and so, yeah, I suppose the next thing that I'm focusing on in business this year, and this is something that I was really working hard at developing last year. I'm really having a focus this year of working with dream clients and focusing on my area of passion in photography, which really is houses, brands and travel, which I'm so excited about because I've always loved traveling so much. Uh, but back when I used to travel pre-pandemic, uh, all my photos were on an iPhone. <laughs> um, and so all of that is really exciting. But I just think that, and I was getting better at moving out of this last year. Um, but as a photographer, I think it's quite tempting to take on all sorts of different jobs and different things. And I think, especially when I first started my photography business, um, or really like, it, you know, really kicked off in 2021, I was just happy to take anything because I was so excited to be taking photos. But I've now realized that for me personally, you know, family photos aren't really my thing. I'm really happy to take family photos of my family. Um, and I do take, you know, family photos of close friends and things like that just inherently. But I know for me, like family photography is not my thing. Um, I remember speaking to another photographer and she was talking about, 
something, you know, within her industry, something that had happened and said, you know, that's uh, not my zoo, not my monkeys. And I thought, yeah, well, that's probably uh, the same with me in a way where I'm just getting better at, at seeing different types of photography and saying, look, that's, that's not really for me. Uh, like, I think I have a lot of respect for people who do those photos, but I would much rather pay one of those photographers to do photos like that for me rather than uh, take those photos myself. So yeah, I think just like working out which sector of the industry I was happy with. And it has taken me a couple of years to really work that out. So if that's any consolation to anyone who's still working things out or working what they want to do, uh, what they want to do with their business in business. And I think knowing that, you know, going forward, uh, all of the bookings pretty much that I have for this year, they're all within that house brand or travel space, which is really, really exciting. And it really lights me up. So that's definitely something that I, I knew going into this year that I really wanted to be clear and firm with myself about and to not fall into that trap of, you know, taking on jobs where, I am a complete and utter people pleaser. I can't really, um, I am such a people pleaser. I'm not really good at saying no. So that's something that I am practicing this year and, and realizing that, you know, saying no doesn't necessarily always have to be a bad thing or a negative thing. And yeah, and it's important to preserve your time and energy, especially where, you know, creative businesses are concerned because everything that you put out as a creative, as a creative business owner uses up your energy, uses up your creative inspiration and and of course your time and, and can take you away from time with loved ones too. So it's really important for you to, to be selective as much as you can. uh, So you're only really doing things that light you up, but yeah. And my next thing I'm working on this year, which sort of plays into that a bit, is having concentrated periods of work and rest. So something that Horvath and I did my first week back at work, I had three days away from home. And within those three days, I had four houses. And that was really big. It was it was a big few days. But in hindsight, I'm really glad I did it because I sort of had this concentrated time of working really hard and getting all of this content and doing all this work for clients and then coming home in this week that has followed or the week and a half that's followed and catching up on you know all of that editing and being able to get that off I I find and this ties into my next point about setting realistic time frames which I'll get to in a moment but I just found that Last year, one of the things that probably overwhelmed me the most was that I was on the road a lot. So I'd be spending a lot of time in the car alone. And I think that when you live out in a rural area, that's inevitable. That's just part of life. And I know that. Um, And I've chosen to live out here and I do love living out in the country. But I did find that, you know, sometimes I'd end up being on the road every week or every fortnight and I'd be traveling quite a distance. Like sometimes I'd be traveling two to three hours one way and you know when you add that up obviously it's a four to six hour round trip and it's a lot of time to spend on the road alone some people like that and they just pop on a podcast and away they go and and I would put on a podcast or I'd call friends or family that I you know needed to catch up with and that was great for that but I did find the one thing I struggled with a lot last year, and this is just me being frank, is I really struggled with the solitary nature of my role as a photographer. 
I struggled being on the road a lot alone. I struggled with editing a lot alone. And I think that I talk about this because I think it's important to acknowledge that even if you love your industry and you love what you're doing, that it's okay to have things about it that that don't quite feel right and to want to change them or want to improve them. And I think last year I was in this, this slump and I was talking to one of my dear friends about this and, you know, he said to me, Oh, you should have just, you should have said something. You should have talked about it. And I said, no, I didn't want to because I'm so, so lucky to do this full work. I am so lucky that I get to wake up and be creative every day and that that's my job. I'm so lucky that I didn't want to sound ungrateful by saying that I was struggling with elements of it. So I just want anyone else to know out there that even if you're doing what you love, but you're finding some parts of it hard, that it's okay to talk about it. And I think that small business owners and creatives can often fall into this trap of thinking that they have to act like, you know, that quote, like if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And the thing is like that there's an element, I think, of toxic positivity around thinking that you absolutely have to live and breathe and love what you do every single day. And that if you're experiencing any kind of roadblocks or you're feeling stressed or anything like that, that you don't deserve to feel that way because you're not in a nine to five job. And yeah, I just think that that was a revelation that came out to me, uh, came upon me, (laughs) however you'd say it, um, towards the end of last year and started this year. And I thought, right, well, that's, that is definitely something that has to change for me because I went from working in the studio with my mum most days of the week in 2020 and 2021, uh, especially obviously during COVID lockdowns. I know that's an unusual circumstance for many, but, um, but just being, you know, with someone all the time to then spending a lot of time alone last year and just knowing that I'm, I'm better when I, you know, have that human contact, I suppose. So yeah, anyway, um, but that's why I've decided to now go ahead and have concentrated periods of work where I know that I'm going away for a couple of days or for a few days, you know, every few weeks, let's say, and that I'm, you know, getting work done in that time. And obviously, as I said before, I'm now very lucky to have Horvard working with me, editing alongside me. So I don't have all those, those hours and hours of being alone in my office at the computer and not leaving my house because I want to enjoy my house too. I want my house to be a happy place for rest as well. So yeah, just also changing it up. I know that a lot of people like going to cafes or they like, you know, changing up their location, going to a park or wherever. Um, So I think that, you know, all those sorts of things are wrapped up in just creating more balance um, and a healthier work lifestyle uh, as a small business owner and a creative. Uh, Now, the next thing, as I touched on before, is this year I am going to work much harder at setting realistic timeframes within my business, particularly where deadlines are concerned with photos. And, And I'll admit, like I, I think I got into this habit of trying to deliver things really quickly or to try and promise a quick turnaround. And I would see other photographers and I'd see their contracts where they would say delivery in six to 10 weeks, you know, depending on what it was. And I remember looking at that thinking, oh my gosh, like, is, is that standard? Like, uh, you know, I would try and give people things as soon as I could, you know, I'll try and give them in a week. <laughs> and if anyone's listening to this, who has booked me for photography before, one of two things happen. I either um, bend over backwards and break my back to get 
people things within a few business days, which is just ludicrous. Or the second thing is, is I try so, so hard to get all that work done that I end up uh, falling just past, you know, the deadline by a week or so, um, sometimes a couple of weeks. And, you know, pretty much because I just put way too much on my plate and try and get too much done too early. And I think that when you're really in that establishing phase of a business for the first couple of years, you want to make everyone happy. You want to impress everyone. You want to have great testimonials. But one of, you know, the biggest lessons that I did have was that I had to be realistic about what I was actually physically able to achieve and not feel, I guess, that overwhelm or that pressure um, to, you know, deliver things within a timeline that didn't make sense, especially for the field that I'm in. And to be honest, like really, especially if you're working with like, let's say, you know, I'm in photography and videography. If you are almost trying to rush the product and I guess my problem is I'm a perfectionist. So I would spend way too long um, and long hours trying to get everything done in a really short space of time. But if you're working on anything creative or if you're working with clients that are pushing you um, or that are, you know, trying to rush you for that product before you're ready. Um, so let's say, you know, I had um, a small small business photography client and within the space of about a week, so we're talking less than five business days, they were like, where are my photos? Where are my photos? And I said to them, well, look, I, as I mentioned, you know, I aim to deliver within um, seven to 14, you know, business days after your shoot, depending on like if I'm in a peak period. So, and I'd communicated that clearly. And I said, look, I am in a peak period and I will do them as soon as I can. And especially for me where pro bono work um, is concerned, like when I'm, you know, working for a charity or anything like that, it does take me a little bit longer because I obviously have to preference um, the paid clients, you know, clients who have paid the invoices before I can move on to the other stuff as well. So, you know, it's just, I think I, I worked out that I had to be really clear on my timeframes, on what I could realistically deliver and not be afraid to verbalize that and not be afraid to stand by that time frame or be pressured. Because I think ultimately, obviously, everyone has their timelines. But I think, you know, if you communicate with a client, this goes for any kind of creative business. If you communicate with a client and say to them, look, I need to know whether you have any deadlines or whether you're expecting you know, these photographs by a certain date because they need to go off to a magazine or they need to go into an ad or they need to go into something, then you need to verbalize that with me as well. So we're both on the same page. So yeah, timeframes and deadlines, um, that's definitely going to be, you know, a focus this year and just being much clearer around those. Um, and I suppose like the last thing that I'll touch on uh, in this little pondercast is uh, this year I am very excited to be diversifying my income, but not necessarily diversifying my focus. So this year I'm much more aware, and this was a lesson that I learned with ceramics and something that I think has been developing in my mind over the past 12 months. But, you know, I can only physically create so much with my hands. I can only physically help so many people with, you know, one-on-one -on -one support or phone calls or social media coaching, all that sort of stuff. And one of the, the main things I had last year was I had this complete overwhelm of lots of people asking for social media advice. 
and wanting help with their accounts and seeing the growth that, you know, that I'd experienced, I guess, with my personal account, but more so with my account with my mum at Australian Country House, which has now hit over 20,000. And and my thing, again, because I'm not good at saying no, is that I really wanted to help as many people as I could. And I think that's because I champion small businesses so much and I'm so proud of anyone who is a creative and has a small business, you know, even if you're at that side hustle stage, because I am such a, I don't know, a rebellion fighter against the nine to five culture. And, <laughs> and I, I just really want to support as many people as I can in not just, you know, dreaming or chasing dreams, but actually catching those dreams and making them happen. So I did find that I only had so much time and space and energy to help lots of you know people with their social media or to give advice and things like that um so I did actually move into the coaching space for a bit last year and I had a few clients um that were like one-on-one basis and I had more clients that were sort of like you know that I would catch up with every month and things like that and I just found that I got really really overwhelmed uh again too because I was trying to problem solve for so many different people so When it comes to, I guess, to get back to the point of diversifying income this year, I am also very excited to tease that I am moving into the education space and like the online education space and that I do actually have courses coming this year, which I'm super, super excited about. And that's probably one of the things I'm so busting to tell you more about. But these courses have been specifically designed by a small business owner and creative for small business owners and creatives um, and for anyone who just wants to have a real red hot go at making their creative business work and using social media as a tool um, rather than seeing it as this big overwhelming thing um, or big playing field. So yeah, so I am moving into that that digital space so I can work on having a bit more of a passive income uh, in addition to you know, obviously going out and doing those physical jobs and the next phase of my diversification of income is also working more with publications this year, especially national publications, which is also very, very exciting. Um, and I'm very, very lucky. Um, but yeah, just having, you know, those different forms of income. So I'm not always backing the same horse. And the thing is like, again, yes, they're different things and, you know, my partner and I obviously watch uh, someone like Alex Hamozzi and, you know, he constantly talks about how you need to focus your energy into one thing, make that successful. Uh, and that's obviously still what we're doing. That's still a focus. It's, you know, in terms of the photography and videography and that physical on-site work. But what we're doing in terms of the educational space and, you know, an online income, things like that, uh, I feel like I'm just now at that point in my business And after providing, you know, a podcast um, for free for the last couple of years, I've worked out. I really love sharing knowledge. I love helping people. I love educating. So I just feel like that is a phase that I'm just very, very ready to move into. And I'm just so excited to be able to help more of you with your businesses in a way where, you know, I can be present for, for more of you. But, you know, something in a way, I suppose, that's sustainable over a longer period of time. So I will give you more information about that as soon as I have it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in the process of 
producing those courses at the moment, um, filming those courses. So I am aiming to launch the first one in March. And again, I'm just incredibly excited. Could be earlier than then, but <laughs> I think again, realistic timeframes and deadlines. So I, I will say March here and yeah, I, I can't wait to help all of you, you know, even more because I think that's been one of the most special things about having this podcast is, you know, going to events or connecting with people over social media or things like that, or meeting people in person and, you know, you talking about the podcast and how much you love the podcast and how helpful it's been. And I know that I'm not as consistent with posting the podcast as a lot of other podcasts out there and that I am still a one man band with the podcast, but you know, I, I'm a huge believer in quality over quantity. And I think that that has resonated with a lot of you because a lot of the advice or things that I talk about on this podcast, especially like today's episode, just come directly from my heart and directly from wanting to share my learnings with you as I go as well to, you know, give you a leg up in business. And I heard this amazing thing the other day and I'm probably going to butcher the quote, but essentially it was saying that you just have to remember that Wherever you are in business, make sure that you lower the ladder, you know, down to the next person to help them up as well. And that is pretty much in summary what I want this podcast to be. I want this podcast, especially this year, as we go into chatting to some amazing guests this year that are just doing incredible things in business. And as we keep having these solo cast episodes to help you, that this podcast feels like the ladder being lowered to you to help you up to that next level with your business as well. So I'm really, really excited uh, for what lies ahead this year. And we have this episode and one more episode for season two. And then we will have a short hiatus um, while I interview all of our season three guests um, and get that set up and hopefully um, outsource a little bit of that so I can actually give you um, some consistency with uploads Um, but just know that I appreciate all of your support so much I'm so incredibly grateful that you have stayed around over the last couple of years that you've been very patient with hiatuses that that you've understood that this is such a passion project and yeah I just want you to know that every time I see a, a follow come in or I see you know, the, the stats of people tuning into this podcast or we hit new milestones with the podcast listeners. It just honestly lights me up so much. And I'm so incredibly grateful that your support means that I can show up here and, you know, and chat to you and know that these words are reaching ears, not just across Australia now, but also around the world. And I feel incredibly privileged. So thank you, you, the listener, uh, wherever you are and whoever you might be just know that I I'm reaching out to you and and giving you a virtual hug and I really appreciate you so much so here's to a cracking 2023 and I'm sending you all great vibes I know everyone says good vibes but I'm, I'm sending you all you know the amazing strength and well wishes for an amazing year for you in business and I hope it's your best yet And I can't wait for us to achieve some amazing things this year. We'll chat soon. Bye.